Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode. Previously, the party took a tour around the estate of Van Corver, insulted a magical engineer whose only goal was to show them hospitality, and met a large cast of wacky NPCs. Now, with Ander ready to kill, what will the party do? Find out this episode here at Good Job Adventures. everybody to good job adventures episode nine right? nineteen ninety right nine nineteen it's it's a non-zero number it's a, yeah it's episode it's, nine somewhere yeah yeah i mean well on our spotify or youtube <laughs> ideas, but right now it's episode 19 uh so let's go ahead and get the episode started up so just from last episode ander you are now uh you now stand staring outside into the midst of what seems to be some sort of summoning ritual as steel dogs come out of a steel-like tower structure in the center of the square. The rest of the party has gathered in front of one of the windows uh, on the uh, right side of the of, of the main hall that you were inside of, uh, and everyone is currently stacked up, at, like, looking at Ander, staring at this structure. And as, Ander, as you're standing there kind of dumbfounded, I'm not sure exactly what your idea was, uh, these dogs continue to exit through the sides of these, uh, of this structure as if rising from some sort of pool of water. And you can see ripples on the tower as the metal, kind of like mercury, bubbles up to the surface of water and then immediately becomes still yet again. And uh, as you peer over the rest of this pretty much mock battlefield, green light seems to be bathing the area in a uh, crackling glow as bolts of sickly green energy arc inwards uh, towards the main hall and the building as a whole. So what I'm going to ask you to do first, Ander, is roll initiative. All right. And uh, another, just a couple of clarifying questions. When you said main hall, you meant the main hall of the building I was just in, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. The, also, the giant auditorium. Great roll to start off, and at one. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so this is higher than that. Uh, <laughs> so as you are standing there in front of the building, and you've just bursted through the doors wide open, uh, you're able to, uh, the, the dogs see no one else really around but you, and two of them are going to attempt to roll to attack you immediately. Does a 16 hit you? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead and roll this. So these dogs came out of the tower? Yes. Okay. From what you can see, uh, they're, yeah, you guys can also see this through the window. After this first initiative pass, you guys will all be able to, to run out there and help him or, you know, continue to watch through the window. It's kind of comical at this point. <laughs> uh, but you take, you take seven points of piercing damage as one of them bites you and the other one is going to attempt to attack as well. Ah! Okay, so it attempts to bite you, and it lunges so far over your head that it kind of spills into the hall, uh, and is on its side. So that's currently the end of the turn for these two dogs that decided to attack you. Now, the rest of the party can see, as you guys are watching through the window, you hear a crash uh, inside of the hall as one of these dogs kind of just gets up and stands uh, and starts looking around the hall. And at this point, we're going to go into Anders' turn first before we're able to move to the rest of everybody else. All right, so I'm going to throw an Eldritch Blast at the one that was biting me. Okay, go ahead and roll. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a 3 plus 8, 11? Uh, let's see. No, you, you miss, but... <laughs> so you throw an Eldritch Blast at this, at this dog, point blank, and you completely miss it. Uh, as it's kind of got like its its jaws around your ankle a little bit, and it just is able to sidestep it. Um, are you able to do anything else? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're gonna move into the party. So what you guys see is just there's a dog inside, and you can see Ander kind of just like being ankle bitten outside. Uh, what do you do? How does Fix this seem to be responding to all of this? Fix is currently still talking into his um into his microphone oh it's like his little like sending stone in the back uh seeing if he can call in for backup 
right now. Uh, other than that, not too much is what he's doing. How far is Ander from the from the rest from the rest of the party? Uh, Ander is outside, so he is approximately about fifty feet away uh, from the party. Uh, the dog is about maybe twenty feet away from the party. All right. Okay. So there's only one dog menacing us. Two dogs menacing Ander. Correct. Correct. Okay. And is anyone else in the hall springing to action? So what you can see uh, in the hall is the following. So you see uh, Mitzi is currently just standing behind one of their creations. Uh, and you see the larger gentleman begin to draw his sword uh, as of almost taking up a defensive stance. You see the uh, it, you see the food stand has closed its windows with a metal grater. Uh, Dubilius Derek Cochran is now standing on top of his device in the back. Uh, the two orcs are currently just sitting uh, standing incredibly still in the corner, uh, not doing much. Uh, and you see Oakley Boomer uh, is currently uh, hardly constructing small golems out of earwax in the corner uh, to protect him. Now, when you uh, say constructing, where is where is he getting his material from? He's digging for gold oh. uh, right now. Like he is, he's going wholehearted into this into this construction of golems. Uh, he's grabbing it from Jeez. pretty much everywhere. He's getting like dust on the ground. He's very resourceful. Uh, and Zoloft, the mood breaker, uh, MD, is currently just still sitting on his divan, not really doing much of anything. Uh, so is Morgan, like, outside 100%? Uh, I don't, Morgan is sitting in, at his desk at home. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> he, he could be outside. Hands out for blood. Outside 100%. Yes, oh, Ender God. is currently outside. <laughs> uh, I could barricade the door if we want, but I feel like maybe pull Ander in. I can barricade it for 10 minutes. Alright, so what Wilhelm's gonna do is he's gonna attempt to hurl a guiding bolt at one of the mechanical dogs that's menacing, um, Ander. <laughs> so you moved, you moved towards that location, so you kind of went towards the door, uh, towards the entrance, and you're, you're throwing it out at Ander, right? I mean, I, I could also just, just throw it out through the window. All right, yeah. Uh, with, you, so you could throw it out through the window, so you kind of just like bust the window down or open it, I guess, uh, and you can go ahead and make that attack. Then after you do so, we'll have you roll initiative. All right, yeah, Wilhelm will open the window first to reduce collateral damage, but he'll throw a, a getting bolt. Okay, so you open the window and you chuck a bolt. Go ahead. All right. All right. Uh, that's in 18. Oh. All right, you're able to hit it. All right. By the way, I'm cast, casting that at first level, so 46. Oh, just, just 46. You know. Two, three, one, three, nine. Okay, so you deal nine damage to this. So let's go ahead and do that. Some quick maths. All right, perfect. Quick maths. And now I want you to roll your initiative uh, to get into the order, okay? All right. Uh, uh, just as, as a heads up, the one the one mechanical dog that I guiding bolted, uh, the next attack made against it is at advantage. Oh, okay, good to know. Perfect. As far as initiative, I rolled a nine. All right. Uh, you smack the dog uh, with your guiding bolt, uh, and it start it begins to glow. Uh, uh, instead of green, like a kind of like a holyish, like white or yellow. So there's one running rampant inside the hall right now, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's correct. I would like, and it's currently like in the open. Would yeah, you say? it's it's like right in front of the entrance to this room. So what I want to do is, well, it's in front of the entrance. How wide is the entrance? Uh, about five feet wide i want to this is probably a waste of a spell but i i want to cast wall of water around like the either the entrance or the dog depending on which one's uh which i want to do damage control by blocking up the entrance so i'm gonna cast wall of water to create a 30 foot long 10 foot high and one foot thick water which can be ringed uh, okay. around the dog and I guess the entrance and then um, use meta magic quicken spell which allows me to cast the second spell or a cantrip as a bonus action and that will be ray of frost at the wall of water thus freezing it 
and blocking the entrance. Okay, uh, that's all right. It, it took a while, but we're finally here. So you create. So how do you create this wall of water? Because I, I know you make uh, fog by I, drooling. I do a, a, a 360 no scope spin and then like stretch with my arms stretched out. I bring them down and up. Okay. Uh, so you spin around, move your arms in different ways, uh, and then a wall of water pops up uh, around, I, I assume, encircling this dog, but also blocking the entrance. Yes. Okay, and then you freeze it. Yes. By no scope. Uh, well, actually, let me see. Um... We made sure that there were no people in the affected area, right? Yeah, You've killed ten. I double-checked that. <laughs> I, I think I can attack the dog with Ray of Frost, and when it passes through the ice, it freezes the ice. All right, yeah. If you can hit it, then go ahead, roll. So yeah, um, that would be eleven plus eighteen. Uh, you're able to hit the dog. And the damage for that is eight. I've not, I've not done a frostbite. That We did it. We broke him. <laughs> Simple math. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, is there a modifier to this? Or am I just... No, okay, uh, seven damage. All and right. its speed is reduced by ten. Okay, perfect. So, after the, like, hangover levels of calculations inside of Breathweaver's brain, he's able to block <laughs> off the entrance and also encase a dog in ice while also hitting it. Uh, now I want you to roll your initiative just to be added to the order, Okay. Okay. It's like that uh, clip of Zach Galifianakis with all like the math equations. That, 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 that's that's the thing. Yes. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Nine. Nine. Perfect. Just like Wilhelm. All right. So who else wants to do something? Yeah. Or... Me. Uh, yes. Elgos. So um, I can I can determine that Breath Beaver probably has the situation in here handled, right? You can assume as much. All right. Uh, but Andrew's still in trouble. For now. For, oh. <laughs> yes. That's, okay. Um, these windows, uh, are they breakable? Yes. One's already They're windows. Open. For now. Oh, what, one's already broken? Um, one's open. open. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but, 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 <laughs> he jumps through a different one. Before Wilhelm you know Dip is getting bolt, he just, like, opened the window. Should, uh, should I roll to see if Elagos sees that there's an open window? Go ahead. <laughs> no. That's an app oh one. Boy. I'm not making that up. All right. So, so Elgos, here's how why I'm, would you follow? Here's how I'm gonna interpret this. Elgos uh, sees his friend Ander. Like I'm assuming, like at least like he was at least like a story or so below. Uh, it's it's kind of no. Floor. You're oh, you're on the first floor. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're don't worry. So I'm gonna grab uh, the nearest heavy object, which is probably like one of the earwax golems. I, I will. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna it. chuck it through the window. What are you doing? And so, <laughs> no time to explain. <laughs> so, so go ahead. Uh, you just roll, I guess. How do I roll to yeet? I don't know. Just roll a d20. I, I strength, think, yeah, I guess. Strength, yeah. probably strength. Is Oakley Boomer right next to us? I just... I'll, I'll roll athletics because I have a plus four. Where is Oakley Boomer? I'll... Apparently, right next to you. Uh, so uh, I'll let I'll let it happen. So all right. So you're able to chuck a small earwax golem uh, through a window and it breaks. All right. I'm next. I'm going to rush through the window. All right. Roll. I'm going to jump out the window as if it were like a story above. Roll acrobatics. <laughs> he just belly flops onto the ground. That's a fifteen. All right. You're able to you're able to bust through the window as if it's a story up, and then you just safely land on your feet as it's only five feet up so now that you've gone ahead and done that you're outside and he's about 15 feet away from you now as you've jumped as you've leapt through the window i'm pretty sure i don't have any actions left so i'm just going to go up to like melee range of the dog okay so <laughs> you've gone ahead you've thrown out a uh, a golem you jump through a window and you stand next to ander for moral support uh is there there's nothing else you can do correct I'm here to help. Roll your initiative. <laughs> That's a seven. Ooh, yeah, 17. 17. Okay, and now I think there's only Owl left, correct? Yes. All right, what do you Owl do? is going to walk over to fix this. Mm-hmm. So, so, 
So, some nice dogs you got here. You train them yourself? Uh, he kind of looks at you. He's like, no, I, I don't train dogs myself. These aren't my dogs. Then whose dogs are there? You just letting... How should I know whose dogs they are? They're not mine. Who let them out? So... So... <laughs> <laughs> I will turns and leaves. Okay. I don't even know. After who let the dogs out joke. Uh... <laughs> That's all it took. Yeah, I don't even... What, what else would you like to I do? I guess I will go help my first mate, John Peters. Alright, so... Alright, fine, I won't. Well, I mean, like, what am I doing that... I, I blocked the entrance, I'm kind of just standing there right now. Alright. <laughs> I was just gonna sit I mean, down. The, the ice wall isn't unbreakable. <laughs> Fair. So, you walk, up, you walk up to the divan uh, that Zoloft is currently sitting on, uh, and he goes, um, Hello, how are you? Room for one more? Most certainly. Uh, and he kind of just, uh, he kind of just, like, stops laying down on it, and he sits, he's like, What's, what's bothering you? Maybe I could help. Uh, this is not the best time for whatever this is. Well, that's fine. Just want to sit on my couch, I guess your couch, and just relax a little bit. All right. Uh, so, so, <laughs> all right, then. So we've got Awul sitting on a couch. All right, so <laughs> let's let's go top of the order, then. So, Elagos, it's currently your turn. What would you like to do? All right. I am going to cast Searing Smite. Yeah, that, 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 casts a, that, has, that consumes a bonus action. So Searing Smite. Mm-hmm. Uh, next time I hit, there's going to be uh, fire involved. Wait, is it still biting, uh, Ander? Correct. Yep, yeah, nope, not going to do that. <laughs> I I guess I'll just I'll, I'll just hit it to try to get it off of Ander. Okay, sure. Go ahead, roll to hit. What? I'm sorry, Ander. It's fine. I need to get rid of this die and burn it, because that was another nat one. Oh, so, no. You see a nice-looking leg. Uh, so, no, you attempt to attack the dog, and you throw your sword uh, out towards the tower-like structure. Uh, as soon as you do so, uh, you can see that more dogs begin to pour out of the tower uh, and kind of just, like, stand around your sword. Son of a bitch. All right. Uh, Vin, question. Yes. Which dog was the glowing dog? The one that's biting Ander or the one next to Ander? Most of the dogs are... Oh, the, the yes. That would be the one on Ander. So wouldn't Elagos have gotten an advantage? Yeah. All right. Oh. Yes, that's oh, correct. Oh. This the sword boomerangs <laughs> back into my hand. Yes. <laughs> for a second, for a second try, the holy light grabs it and brings it back to your hand. All right, that's where I like it. That's a twenty-one. Twenty-one. All right, you're able to hit. All right, that is one d eight plus three. That is eight plus three. So it's 11, eleven damage. Yes. Jesus. All right, uh, so you're able to, abs that's max damage. So you smack, you smack the dog, uh, and it immediately lets go of, uh, it immediately lets go of Ander. Oh, but this wait, holy there's more, I get extra attack. Okay, so it, it looks, it, it looks kind of upset, and then it looks back up at you, Elagos, as you go in for what I assume is the second attack. Yes, uh, and that'll be an 18. You hit. 1d8. Uh, this is only seven damage. Seven damage. Still, still respectable. Uh, so you're able to deal quite a whopping to this dog as you're uh, you're able to beat it off of Ander's leg and phrasing. Well, <clears throat> you're able to push it back uh, an additional five feet as it uh, kind of begins to whimper, but in a mechanical type of way. Get go on, get. So now uh, it would be actually the dog's turn. So two more dogs are going to uh, attempt to attack now. You, Elagos. Uh, All right. Ahead and attempt to roll. All right, one of them misses. And does a fifteen hit? No. Okay, so both of them miss you, uh, and the, you're you're uh, you're they're unable to find any purchase on your large shields like covered armored body. So now, as you uh, the dog on the inside of the room is going to begin to move as well, and it notices that it's currently entrapped uh, within. You know, this ice. Uh, so it's going to attempt to make an attack to get out of it. And you see its mouth open wide. Uh, as you do so, uh, Breathweaver, you see like a, a small section of your ice begin to heat up. Uh, almost as if as it looks 
hot or like uh, it's been it's currently being thawed through as a bolt of green lightning is going to attempt to come through and oh, make purchase no. on you. So, God, why do I keep rolling this? Nat one. All right, so it nothing. It just shocks itself, I guess. Uh, it's I, I'm unable to find any attack through. Uh, uh yeah, it, there is a hit points to the wall, by the way. So let me know if you're sure. Uh, what is the HP? Just so I know for future reference. AC is five. HP is fifteen for every five foot segment. Okay, good to know. Uh, so. At this point now, after the dogs have, have gone and made their move, uh, you see the gentleman who was standing next to Mitzi uh, begin to lurch forward. And as he does, he starts running towards the open door uh, and towards the ice and is able to barrel through it completely. Uh, and he's running out towards Ander and uh, Ander as well as Elagos. And you can hear like a large thunking coming through from behind the both of you and then as you look back uh nothing is there as a gust of wind passes you by as this large man that was st uh, that was standing behind you previously jumps into the air with his thin like sword and smashes down on one of the dogs once he uh once he smashes down on one of those dogs he slams it down into the ground uh and pieces of rock explode upwards as a small crater is left behind in the spot where the tip of his sword collided with the beast uh, one of the dogs that is accosting you, Elagos, is completely just in shambles on the ground. Uh, and this man now just very slowly picks up his sword and looks for the next target. After that uh, turn has gone through, it is now, um, I believe it is Wilhelm's turn, unless Breathweaver has a higher dex. I'm almost positive. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Breathweaver's dex is positive, right? Maybe. He's almost is positive. <laughs> what? Is yours negative? Yes. Okay, yes, I have a higher deck. Breathweaver's turn. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad I used the spell slot for that. You still got it under control, John Peters? Well, I never said I had it under control. I just said I wasn't really doing anything. Uh, can, 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 is, there, is the dirt in front of the door loose earth? Strictly speaking. Can I excavate it and put it in front of the door? It Why? Which door? Well, there's only one door in here, isn't there? Y yeah, well, there's there's a door that is for this room, and then there's a main door for the hallway that leads out. How much dirt, how much dirt is outside, too? I was assuming it was more like a stone floor. Yeah, it's it's not, it's mostly, it's mostly stone on the ground, but like, there. I mean, there's assor assorted dirt, there's like not enough to make a wall. Did the guy plowing through my ice hit the dog along the way, or did he somehow miraculously jump over it? he plowed through around the dog. So, like, he was not able to... Like, he didn't make, like, three holes in your wall. He just made one where he could get out. But I made a circle around the dog that blocked the dog in the door. Yes. He went through one side of that. Wouldn't he have needed to have gone through two sides? No. he. If you enter at an angle, ah. he doesn't... Well, technically, yes, but it's really, like, it'll be, like, one section. Yeah, gotcha. Right, okay, uh, I will just chaos bolt the, the dog that he avoided. Okay, That's go ahead. That's probably the most danger to the people around. Let's see, so I roll a d20. Uh, 16. You're able to hit the dog. And that's 2d8. Go ahead. Damn. That's a 10. That's an 8. That's also a 10. Okay. And then 1d6. So 7 or 3, fire or psychic. Uh, these dogs look dumb, so let's do some psychic damage. Okay. Uh, so 15 damage, psychic damage. All right, so you're able to um, use like a... You send like a psychic chaos bolt onto the dog and encased inside of the ice. I stare at the dog intimidatingly. All right. Uh, like a mind blast or something. Perfect. So you mind blast the dog and it takes 15 psychic damage. All right. So now at this point, is that is that all of your turn? Yep. All right, Wilhelm. All right. So there's the, there's the one dog that's inside near Breathweaver. Then, then how, how many are there outside within the general vicinity of... Um... Now there are two. Uh, in front of yeah, there are two dogs in front of Elagos and slash Ander, 
Uh, and now you see one more dog is coming out of the the tower itself. There are too many dogs. Would I be able to go from the from the open window to Ander and Elagos's location? Only if you throw a, a earwax golem through it. No. Yes, you can. Of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> all right swag it so i have an idea what Wilhelm's gonna do is climb out the window scurry over to his friends and then he's gonna cast spirit guardians okay so go ahead uh that that just creates like an aoe right what it does is it makes i think it's a 15 foot radius around me mm-hmm. yeah 15 foot radius around me that conjures little uh angelic figures when um hostile creatures enter that area for the first time and and start their turn there they take they have they make a wisdom save take 3d8 radiant and then also the speed is halved okay understood so you uh you run and just go ahead if you want to flavor that uh Wilhelm was gonna kind of jump out the window do a little like tuck and roll run as fast as his little dwarf legs can carry him he says a quick prayer to big hef and then boom casts the spell all right so now we've got angels uh sitting around so at this point now it would be uh it would be anders turn uh vin question yes would any of the dogs be within the 15 foot radius or no uh currently uh two dogs be within the 15 foot radius all right so because they first enter because like Mm -hmm. it counts as for an enter yes all right go ahead roll so i already rolled Mm -hmm. uh they both both have to make wisdom saves okay let me go ahead that's gonna be terrible all right uh 16 and 18 do they pass all right, they both pass, so they take nine radiant damage. Okay, you got it. All right, perfect. So they take nine radiant damage. Yep. All right. So now it would be uh, Anders' turn. All right. Uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to cast an Eldritch Blast at the one next to me that has not been hit. Okay, go ahead. It does a twenty-one hit. Yes, twenty-one. That is 2d10. Four. All right, so it takes four damage. So now at this point, uh, is there anything else that you can do on your turn? No. Okay. So as you all have been fighting now for uh, about a minute, uh, you continue to fight, and then you hear a shrill ear-piercing sound, almost as if as metal is being grinded against itself. And then you see one of the green bolts of energy that was coming out of this tower-like structure hit the ground in front of you. This would be specifically for Elagos, Wilhelm, and Ander. Oh, God. Uh, from this blast zone appears a horrid humanoid-looking creature. Its form is that of a human that is incredibly gaunt, as if it were just skin and bones. Yet those fragile bones seem sharp as a knife, as you can see a glint of steel reflect the green aura across its entire body. It peers through you all, and with a gaze equally as sharp. And for a moment, you feel as if a knife has been lodged into your soul and it was cut in half. As you peer over the beast, I'd like one of you uh, to make a perception check. Uh, I'll do it. All right. Unnatural 20. All right. So as you uh, inspect the, the beast, you're able to see through its gaunt vision, there's one thing that's particularly special about it. You can see that in its chest, there's a hole that which you can see through, which within resides a shattered piece of metal with its form unable to be made out. So it's going to enter into the battlefield now, and it's going to walk, uh, sh- it's going to shamble uh, forward towards you all, uh, as if in attempting to enter the building, and it's going to cast a, uh, a spell as, gre- as the green aura that surrounds it kind of gathers around its midsection. I want you all to make a constitution saving throw. Oh boy, we all about to get a vodka cadaver by the Terminator. A vodka Question, question. Yes. As it's walking, is it gonna pass through the Spirit Guardians or no? Yes, it will. Alright, so then it has to make a wisdom save. Alright. Anyone within 10 feet of me, uh, you gain a bonus to your saving throw equal to uh, 2. Yeah. yeah. So it rolled a natural 20 carats. <laughs> Fuck. Alright, so as far as the damage. And this is con? Yes, yes. Con- constitution. Alright, so sep- 17 divided by 2, it's like 8 radiant right. damage. Yeah. Alright, then I'm gonna roll the con save. Ben, is this save against being feared? No. No? Okay. Alright, so uh, 12 plus. What's Elagos's? Plus, plus 2. Plus 2. Alright, so 14. Elagos? 20. Oh, 20, shit. Alright, and then uh, Ander. 16. Alright, so uh, all of you fail, actually, as this thing is going to create a large or- erratic 
burst of energy as you're all going. I'm gonna to... press X to doubt. <laughs> no, <laughs> you heard that I. You heard that I have 20, right? That's correct. Uh, so you are all pushed back about 10 feet, and you're all going to take. Let's see here. You're all going to take 14 lightning damage as this uh, as this beam kind of pushes you all out of the way of the entrance. All right, so um, I'm gonna roll to maintain concentration. I do that at advantage because of um. Warcaster. Yep. Uh, so the first is a 11, second is a 13, plus 2, 15, so I think I'm good. So you still maintain right. your spirit guardians. Then, as my reaction, I'm just gonna hellish rebuke this thing. Okay, go ahead. Oh, wait, do I have to make a save uh, for that? Yeah, you have to make a dexterity saving throw. Alright, I rolled a 17. Does that beat you? Yes, just enough. Okay, what, does the, uh, what damage do I take? Uh, you just take half. Okay. So you will take, oh my, you still take 10. Okay, so it takes 10 damage, you still take 10 damage on this thing. Alright, so you guys have rolled, rolled your Hellish Rebuke, and now it would be technically Aul's turn, uh, if you want to do anything now. So, Zoloft, I think there is something bothering me, actually. <laughs> oh yes, What? what is that? You see that guy who's pretty bony? And so, like, he kind of looks around his henchmen who are skeletons, and he's like, yes? But with some flesh on the bone, the guy outside. And he kind of looks through the ice, and he's like, oh, yes, I do. Kill him. He looks at you, he's like, really? I mean... Just kidding. Incapacitate him. I... All right, I guess I. He kind of like rolls up his sleeves. He's like, I, I, I guess I could help you out a little bit to show you some necromantic powers. Go get him, boys! And you see like uh all the uh the three oh, henchmen kind of no. like jump up to uh jump up to like uh the command and start like like rattling out of the room to go and attempt to get him uh, as they kind of like draw these swords from underneath their um uh, from underneath their cloaks. And he's like, they'll handle it. So now we have three skeleton men going to attack this uh, th- this gaunt man uh, to subdue him. And they're going to attempt to dogpile onto him. <laughs> Alright, uh, two of them kind of fall at his feet, uh, while the last one is able to successfully grasp onto the... Uh, green or aura of the uh of his leg pretty much as like their cloaks are kind of getting ripped up by standing too close <laughs> uh but they've kind of like stopped him in his tracks for now so you've successfully done something on your turn so if you want you can roll initiative <laughs> into this battle uh yeah i guess just make it easy go ahead all right having a sp- I have a special setup for how i'm rolling my dice uh <laughs> excuse me what what i'm rolling on my xylophone because my main table has been confiscated (laughs) i have several questions so so this was the next logical step this was the next logical choice xylophone so uh vin uh, since you're dm yeah can i petition that in light of our new situation we rename our podcast to rolling rainbow i can you know what Maybe that's the episode name. We'll see. So let's keep going. So what was your initiative roll, Tyler? That's a 12 plus 4, so a 16. All right, so 16. So you've been rolled into the order. So now at this point, it's going to be, um, it's actually going to go back to top of the order. And now this uh, beast is going to attempt to attack. Of course he is. Yes, he is. So it, it shambles forward again uh, with one arm outstretched and it is unable to really move as this one skeleton is kind of hanging on real tight to his leg. And you see he raises his hand uh, facing inwards toward the center of the room. And from that hand, you now see uh, a, the green aura kind of gather around its singular hand. And a, a giant green beam of energy, intense energy, is projected past you deep into the hall. And the ground itself that you can see around it forms into a half-cylindrical scar from the beam. Uh, There's actually nobody in the way of that except the dog. So I guess I'll make a deck save. None of you guys here. So the dog fails, and it's going to be consumed by the beam. Uh, And 
as like you're kind of sitting on the Duvan uh, Aul as you're watching this happen and like right in front of you this giant green beam is going to go past and you see it's headed right towards the podium where Fixus is currently standing with uh, Oakley Boomer now moved into sort of the center along with the uh, along with Dubilius Derek Cochran on top of his machine and they're all currently being consumed by this green beam of energy. As it subsides you see that there is a giant hole circular hole left in the back of the building and continuing out as a scar further and the people inside of this are currently gone. So that is going to be its turn for now. Uh, and then it's going to move to uh, Elagos's turn. All right. Holy fuck. Uh, Vin, quick question. Sure. When the monster started its turn, was it in the um, Spirit Guardians? Oh, yes. Goddamn. I keep forgetting. Cool. Uh, it rolled a two. What damage does it take? 10 radiant. All right. Another 10. So 28 damage on the beast. So now. Guys, I think the, I think the move is to run. <laughs> Like I can, I can try to hold it off, but it just did a whole lot of damage in one attack, and we can't get close to it. Are you telling us in, this in character? Yes. Yeah. I mean, what what do you suggest we do? Just run away as it's going to, towards us, regardless. You got a better plan? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to before before we just tuck tail and run. I'm gonna try one more thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna cast hold person on this thing. Okay. So go ahead, uh, roll the cast. I uh, know you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, the target must succeed on a wisdom God damn saving it, throw. No you. All right. So I rolled a thirty-four. Fourteen. Fourteen. That just succeeds. Damn it. All right. So you cast hold person on this on this beast, and it kind of turns its sharp gaze towards you, and then immediately, as it does so, you hear uh, from the beast. Vroom, and then the beast is gone. All of the dogs that were surrounding you are gone. The tower is gone, and there is a crater uh, where it had once been a perfect cylindrical circle uh, in the ground, as well as the scar that has been left behind uh, where the beast had shot its beam. Uh, what just happened? I... What? Tomas? Mr. Verp? Yeah, I am it. Yeah, I'm like so many levels of confused. Elegos is going to look around for ex- an explanation to what just happened. All right, you you take a look around. Uh, I, I guess roll perception. All right, other mm, six. Okay, uh, so you you take a look around. Um, there isn't much to see. In fact, what had been there previously is now completely gone. There's not much. There's not much to go off of other than this. Something is just completely tore up house and then is now gone, including the tower. Yeah. Well, I will says to Zoloft, I gotta say I was skeptical, but your skeleton stopped him. And you see, uh, you see Zoloft just kind of looks. He's like, uh, "Well, yes, this is a, uh, uh, of course, well within their capability of doing." Now, how'd they make him uh, disappear like that? Um, magic. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real with you. They didn't do that. Um, but they held him back. <laughs> Does the MD in your title stand for massively disappointing? <laughs> you cut out. <laughs> I don't want. I don't know what you said, <laughs> but I know he it's... said massive. Does the MD stand for massively disappointing? For massive redacted. <laughs> That's. Did you just say massive redacted? Because that does redacted does not begin with D. This acronym's causing a lot of problems. Anyway, you're a wizard, right? You do magic. Of some sort, yes. Do you know what type of magic this was that got him uh, from here to not being here, as they say? Uh, you see he kind of, well, he takes a look out the door, and I guess he'll roll Arcana. Natural 20. <laughs> no half measures today that, for Vin. I love providing information to you for free. Uh, so you're able to see that there was a spatial magic at play let me get the exact um the exact class the magic that caused it to disappear was transmutation magic as i expected this is troubling so as this conversation is going on elagos is going to go towards um the dude whose name i forgot felix you mean the the one he's talking to no uh the head the head man Okay, uh, so you walk up to the podium, uh, and you see that the podium is currently destroyed and is no longer there, and there's a giant hole in the wall. You're thinking of fix this, by the way. 
Fixus, yes. <laughs> so Fixus is gone. Fixus is gone, Elagos. All right, I have many questions to ask, and all of them begin with variations of what the fuck. I wholeheartedly agree. And you see, um, like the only remaining people here really are, are Zoloft, uh, Mitzi, uh, Garfieri, who is now peeking out from under his uh, his cart, uh, and the two orcs in the corner. What about the Dubilius Eric Cochran? Dubilius Eric Cochran is gone. He was in the oh, center okay. in front of the podium with the, uh, apologies, the alchemical thing. I forget the name of it. Didn't, so transmutation magic, teleportation seems very up Tomas's wheelhouse. Didn't he show us where his lab was? Couldn't we investigate there? That might be a good idea. Maybe he made it through that attack. Or maybe he created whatever did this. Mm. Now, as much as we had a, a, a jolly old time making fun of him, like I don't think that it would serve as an impetus for him doing all this shit. Unless there's some sort of other like motive. Maybe he really liked those jokes. But that wouldn't be reason to attack an entire convention. Regardless, something is rotten in the state of Van Corfer, and we should go probably check it out. Agreed. Okay. Are there any bodies of the dogs left, or did they all just verp away? All of them are completely gone. They have verped away. Dang it. Trying to learn something there, buddy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So all of the bodies are currently verped away. If you want, you guys can talk to the people that are currently left behind, or you can book. Uh, you can hightail it over to uh, Tomas Verps Hanger. Uh, I think we're just gonna hightail it to the hanger. Yeah. 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 Hanger. All right. So all of you uh, gather up your stuff and you head out over towards the hanger. Uh, as you do so, uh, you all well readily arrive, and upon arriving to Tomas's lab, uh, you see it just like small door you're able to open it up and inside the hangar uh i want you guys to just take a quick look around uh you are able to see just at a plain sight that the entire hangar has been pretty much trashed or it looks like it's in a trashed state uh you don't know how messy he is uh, there's papers thrown everywhere uh and currently the warehouse is now uninhabited um no one is currently around i'll roll perception to see if i notice anything that stands out sure go ahead um, that, I forgot. <laughs> that is a 16 plus 6, a 22. Okay, so you're able to roll a 22, and you kind of walk around... <laughs> Son of a bitch. You, you kind of walk around the lab a little bit, and you're able to uh, you're able to see, like, there, of course, there's a couple of, like, uh, smaller mechanisms of, like, him trying to attempt to create uh, portals to go to and from locations, uh, and you see... Th- the things that are interesting are these red pieces of paper and green pieces of paper that he has on his desk. Uh, you're able to see that there is uh, currently a couple of what you read them now as authorization access requests uh, to the vault. Uh, the red ones are currently um, the red ones are currently denials, and the green ones are approvals. Uh, when you take a closer look at these rejection letters, you see that it details that he is asking for the answer to the puzzle uh, for this day to get into uh, vault, uh, into the vault, specifically into section 43. And then uh, what about the green pieces of paper? Or are they all... Those are all accept... They're either acceptance or denials. Okay. Uh, so as you guys are also taking a closer look around the... Um, around the area i want one of you perhaps to roll an investigation check if it um if, if it's could be Aul because he looked around or anybody else really i'll do it all right uh roll some investigations to take a look closer maybe at some of the papers that are on the desk nat 20 all right so then. many nat 20s and nat ones there's yeah there really has and it's, like I'm, I'm telling you it's it's the session of no half measures <laughs> all right it's the xylophone i swear but you uh you roll and you take a look uh, and you see around the uh, around the room there are a few schematics that look fairly important and you you take a quick glance at them and you're able to see there's like you see that these aren't like full schematics that came out of like a printer it looks as if Tomas has been sketching something down to his books you see a bunch of arcane uh, runes uh, currently being carved you see materials for steel um, there's also on all of these schematics that you take a look at, it seems to create some sort of object that is teardropped in size. Uh, and all of the headings on them uh, say power source. Huh. 
power source. Some are more hmm. crumpled, crumpled than the others. Uh, as you see, like the arcane, um, the arcane writings kind of just like change, or like you see different like calculations are being done, almost as if he's trying to copy someone's work, but not getting it exactly correct every time he goes through. Uh, would I have recognized this schematic or something from somewhere else? The teardrop was what the tower's wish was shaped like. Hmm. Remember the big uh, yeah. robot took one? Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> maybe this guy, maybe maybe this guy's trying to recreate that robot thing we saw in the first tower. I mean, that could be a possibility because, like, I I met. I imagine at these, at these sort of like a technological and scientific convention, being able to flex on people with a giant robot would be a, a worthwhile boon. I think he's more interested in the wish than he is in the robot. Maybe he knows these robots are an obstacle in any tower, and he's trying to figure out, trying to understand them so he could bypass them when he goes into it. But that would have mean. I mean, let me try that again. Words. Uh, Sit down, take a breath. If he summoned the tower a little while ago, that might mean he had already found the answer to the puzzle. That's a, actually a good point. Didn't the tower disappear when we took the teardrop out of the last one? Do we know that was an, an actual wish-granting one of the seven towers? That could have been his attempt at creating a replica tower. True. It did look different. And I don't remember Daw, I don't remember any like hostile creatures coming out of a tower. I mean, each tower could be unique. Yeah, I, 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 I'd be willing to wager that every tower has their own little like, I guess gimmick or whatever. So this one is mechanical dogs and teleportation magic? It is within the realm of possibility. Yeah, we can't rule anything out this early, but I do think the only lead we have is that vault, so I think that's probably the next place we go to, to try to figure out what is happening. Right. Uh, Vin, uh, you mentioned that there was, like, green and red pieces of paper with, like, passes and failures uh, related to the vault, yes? Mm-hmm, that's correct. Uh, are, are we able to make heads or, heads or tails of any of that that, like, might be able to help us gain access? Uh, so, if you want, go ahead and roll an investigation check uh, to check one of the acceptance and one of the denial letters. Alright. Uh, do I have to roll separately? Yes. Alright. <laughs> Alright. A nat 1 and a nat 20. Acceptance is a 15. And the denial is a nat 1. Um, okay. Uh, I am so just not here today. It's okay. Uh, so you read over the acceptance letter, and you're able to see it's been it's been turned green, uh, and it just details uh, Tomas asking for access to Vault Section Forty Three. Uh, you see that he has been approved on here, and then it and that it mentions that he w that he will be given the password or the the answer to the puzzle uh, by his by his boss, pretty much, um, which stands to be Vixus Van Corfer in this instance, as he's the head of his department. So the other denial paper, which you took a look at, uh, I, I when you said roll independently, I thought you meant just a, as an investigation check. I'm like, yes, you can't use like Anders, but uh, I, not for both. So we'll count the first one. You're able to look at the denial. Are you sure, are you, sure you don't want me to just like turn it into a paper plane? Because I rolled in that one. You got it. Uh, so you look at it. It gives you the same exact information, but it says no. And then you turn it into a paper plane. Hmm. And look, now you're a part of the transportation department. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's that's the info you currently have to work with. I like to imagine I like I throw it like mildly hard. It does a loop de loop and then nose dives into the ground, and then breaks a window. <laughs> just not not immediately in this room. Just somewhere in the castle. <laughs> All right. So I think we should go to the vault. We might not know how to get in, but we might be able to figure out how. Once we what see if it. the code is in Fixus's office, though? True. Well, I mean, what, what what we could do do is go to the vault, see what we can figure out on, on our own, and then if we can't find anything, then we go to Fixus's office and see if we can find anything there. Do we know where his office is? I have no idea. We could split up into two groups, one to get the code from the office and the other to try and crack the vault in advance. Or we could ask someone... Ew, get that good idea out of here. I mean, I could just disguise myself as Fixus and then 
say I forgot the code. Who would we ask, though? Who else would know? I like your idea, Captain. <laughs> Fuck, why, why was it not, like, op, like plan A? Why was it, like, plan E? I'm trying to die. Wait a minute. Because we still don't know who we would ask for this code. This is true. What other buildings do we know are here, Vin? Uh, the buildings that you know that exist uh, are currently, well, one, the building you're in, the hangar. Uh, you know that the transportation department exists, but you only saw the, uh, you, you only saw the airfield. You know that the vault exists, and you know that the, uh, auditorium in the center exists. These are the buildings that you know at the current moment. I feel like his office might be near the vault. It might just be worth headed over there, see if we can do two birds with one stone. Alright, fair enough. We can always split up later if we need to. Yes. <laughs> all right uh, all right so you guys are headed towards the vault i assume correct uh-huh all right so everybody makes their way over towards the vault and as you um as you stare up towards the vault you see that there are two imposing stone sentinels that stand stalwart in front of the large door to the vault as you stare up at their visage you could swear that they're staring back at you however these are just statues um what do you do i don't believe you doubt <laughs> Press X to doubt. And currently is just a door with a door handle. What would you do? Fill up. Stone cunning. Uh, yeah. That was not my first plan, but... Alright. Eh. So... Eh. I'm gonna try and see what, like... See what I can discern about the nature of the, sto the masonry behind both the statues and also the door. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll, uh... I think it's history you do for stone cunning, right? It is history. Go ahead, roll history. 19. Alright, so you roll a 19 and you inspect the masonry of the statues first. So you take a quick look at them and you see that they're they're made from a sandstone. Uh, it looks as if they're sculpted in one piece. Uh, so it's not like this was uh, th these came from multiple pieces of rocks. Look, it's like it all came from the same rock. Uh, you can also tell that the sentinels are kind of just like they're standing close enough together that like their arms aren't fully made. Like if you if they were to like move or something like that, it would take off like pieces of the torso. It doesn't look like they would uh, uh, like these would be golems from what you can tell. And the door is not like any other sort of rock that you've ever seen. It's really weird. It's kind of soft. Uh, it's brown. It's a uh, it's it kind of looks like a tree uh you, you would say but like not not a rock for sure it the door's made of wood isn't it yes the door's made of wood okay <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird type of stone got a splinter from it yeah what the, what, what what kind of a weird uh, arcane splinter stone is this is is I, I believe science has gone too far so are you just like touching the door up and down yes yeah, so as you're, like, touching the door to inspect it, you kind of just, like, push it a little bit, and, like, the door kind of gives way. The door was unlocked, wasn't it? Idiots. So what do you see inside, Wilhelm? Well, yeah, hold on a second. I, I will have to take a, take a peek. All right, so, Wilhelm, you're able to open the door uh, as you find purchase. Uh, it was not locked. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> you guys open up the door uh, to the vault, and you walk inside. Uh, you walk into a circular room that is remarkably bare. The only thing that you're able to see is the following. In the center of the room, on the ground, there are a few broken shards of glass. And on the far end of the room is a large mirror that seems to have a few small cracks in it. Hmm. And that's it. Mm. I'm gonna investigate the mirror. Okay. Uh, so go up and uh, roll an investigation check on the mirror. That is a 17. Oh. All right, so you roll investigation on the mirror, and you see this mirror, it's a it's a very, very nice mirror. You're able to see yourself inside of it. Uh, however, it looks like some portion of the image is incomplete, as you know, it's cracked. Uh, and the pieces, what you assume, are in the center of the room, uh, not at the opposite end. So like this, this is on the opposite end of the room, on the wall towards the far north of it, uh, and the pieces are currently in the middle of the room. Uh, and these are like these pieces. They're like shards, right? It's yes, not like shards shatters. of glass. Mm -hmm. okay. Shards of glass. Is this the puzzle? I'm a. I'm gonna take like a, a hanky or some kind of cloth that I have and uh, put it on my hand and pick up one of the shards so I don't cut myself. Okay. Uh, so you grab up. Uh, you grab up all the pieces of the glass. 
uh, and you can see it's a it's a very like it's very fine looking glass. It definitely made well. Uh, and what do you want to do with it? I'm gonna bring them over to the mirror and see if I can get them to fit in the gaps. Okay. Uh, so roll. Let me see what that would even be. I want to say performance, but I'm not sure exactly. Like one of these would like. Yeah, I'm gonna say performance. All right. Uh, that's not great. It's an eleven. All right. Uh, you kind of like shove the glass pieces back into the uh, into the mirror, and it doesn't look like it's been like fully completed. But you notice that like when you're shoving it in, it looks like these glass pieces like don't necessarily fit in this mirror. Hey, can I get a second pair of eyes on this? Yes. And to help him out. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna take a look. I guess. Uh, how? I can't use my special eyes. I'm just going to kind of eyeball it. All right. Um, <laughs> roll investigation. I'm trying, look, I'm trying to find end pieces, but like they're all like mid-middle. Nat one. No uh, way. That's a mirror for this sure. This has been like eight nat ones. It's literally like the alpha, the omega. All right. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to try. I'm just going to try again. Okay. Go ahead. Performance. It's the same goddamn roll! Did you get a nat one? No, I got a nine. <laughs> ha, <laughs> I got, got a nine. nine. Alright, so you try again and like you this is this is marketably worse than your first time, but you're very certain that the pieces of glass that you're trying to shove into this mirror do not fit into this mirror. I, where else could they go? What else is in this room? Uh from what you can see, there is the ground. Uh, and there is a mirror on the opposite side of the room. What is on the opposite side of the mirror? Do the do the pieces that are shattered go together with themselves rather than with the mirror? Uh, go ahead and take a take a peek. See if you can do that. So you roll up to the uh, the pieces of the mirror, and Elagos kind of hold gives them to you, uh, and you can go ahead and attempt to put them together. Breathweaver, roll a performance. Okay, uh, the, the, the 17. Okay, so you roll a 17 to uh, put these pieces back together, and Breathweaver, uh, you create a perfect circle uh, as this mirror seems to be completely formed. You look back at the, uh, at the mirror on the wall, and you see it's just cracked in random places, nothing that would fit together perfectly in this type of circle. And Breathweaver, where, uh, you're doing this, like, on the, uh, right in front of the mirror, I assume, or? Well, I guess that's where the pieces were, so I might, where were the pieces originally? They were in the center of the room. I will put them together in the center of the room. Okay. So, Breathweaver, uh, you put these pieces together in the center of the room, and as you look into the mirror, you look up, and you see about an infinite amount of copies of yourself. Can I look behind me to see how many selves I have? Like, can I look up then? Yes. You look up and there is a giant mirror on the ceiling. Uh, and as you look at the giant mirror on the ceiling, you inspect yourself and the rest of the room, and you're able to see that there is a red switch to the southeastern corner of the room that you are unable to currently see by looking over there regularly. Hey guys, I found a switch. Where? What games does it have? <laughs> uh, Mario Maker and Breath of the Wild. Breath Weaver of the Wild? <laughs> Breath Weaver of the Breath Wild. Breath of the Weaver. <laughs> Let's hit that <laughs> switch. I would like to turn on the switch to see what games are actually loaded into it. Alright, you click on the switch, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> in the center of the room, uh, you can see that... You can see at the center of the room a small console pops up from the ground, and on the console there are there is a number pad, uh, which denotes a small screen where you can enter in up to three numbers, uh, and the numbers range just like uh, from zero to nine. Right, I I think I got this. <laughs> Philip oh, no. is gonna walk up and like crack his zero, knuckles. Elgo starts Elgo starts like sliding slowly to the left because he's suffering from Joy-Con drift. <laughs> all right so friends i i think i think i got this i can figure this out one 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 did it work does that do anything yes so as you... <laughs> oh, no, no. so you hit one 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 on the console and you see the broom begins to shift and then move downwards <laughs> 
And as you pass by, uh, it's going at a re decently brisk pace. You see floor one, and then floor two, and then floor three. We're going down to floor 111. Thanks for listening to this episode of Good Job Adventures. If you like what you just heard, be sure to let us know by rating the podcast on your preferred listening platform. For questions about the cast, business inquiries, or if you're looking for hot singles in someone else's area, contact us at goodjobadventures at gmail.com. For everything else, follow us on Twitter at GJ Adventures. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.